Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is, and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Hello. So I'm just going to jump right in this week because there's really no new news. Is that even a thing? That's a double, what is it called? A double entendre where it's like the same thing. New news. There's no news. There's nothing new. There's no tea to be spilled. There's nothing. I, I don't have anything new that happened from Friday until today, which is kind of why I started posting on Tuesdays instead of Mondays. Because I feel like not much happens between Friday and Monday for me, majority of the time. But I, like I said, there's nothing new going on. So I'm not going to like take up a bunch of time with like me just rambling, which I'm already rambling. But I want to introduce you to this week's guest. His name's Kevin Nahai, and he is awesome. I absolutely adore him. He has been so kind. We have recorded this like multiple times and this version was the best version I think it just like took a couple of times to like get the right message um because we could have gone in so many different directions so I'm super happy with it and Kevin is a youtuber he is a motivational speaker he is an author he is a dog lover. He plays the drums. I feel like that's a great synopsis. Is that the right word? Of who Kevin is. And he's just overall a really kind and nice gentleman. And in this episode, we talk about dating. And there's a, a reason that I haven't talked about dating on the podcast is because I feel like part of it is know your scope, right? Like my scope isn't in dating. It's not in relationships. But I'm also always saying for people to push themselves outside of their comfort zones and talking about dating and relationships is like, I was having anxiety, like my palms were sweating before Kevin and I started recording sometimes because I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And so I feel like it's only fair that if I ask people to push themselves out of their comfort zones, that I push myself out of my own comfort zones. And so this episode, I talk a lot about like my own problems with dating guys and kind of just everything about dating. And Kevin's really, really understanding, really open. I think he has made some really good points. And I think it's important to hear from a male's perspective about dating and the signals or not signals or just communication 
breakdown between uh, the differences between men and women and what that can lead to in relationships and also like how to end things nicely how to text guys I'm the worst texter when it comes to guys I am an okay type of girl if you guys know what I mean like you know how some people are like okay like the letter o and k or an okay okay a-w-y or a K. I'm a K type of girl. I am I am that girl. <laughs> Everyone hates me for it. But really, I, I don't mean anything by it. I'm not trying to be passive aggressive or condescending. I just like the letter K. Like, why can't I just say K? Um, so yeah, Kevin and I, I don't know if we talk about that in this episode, but we definitely talk about texting and all of that fun stuff. All of the questions that you guys would want to know about dating, or at least I would want to know. Um, but yeah, Kevin's awesome, and I'm going to include all of his his YouTube channel, his Instagram, and all of his links down in the, uh, in the episode description, so please go check him out. And that's all that I've got. Like I said, I want to jump right into this, so be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, Dean, and bye. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Hi, Bree. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, so Kevin and I connected and he is a speaker. He has a YouTube channel. He's also an author. And am I missing something? I feel like you have a lot of things going on. Oh, I have a puppy. Okay, he has a puppy. I know he plays the drums. I play the drums. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good little synopsis. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those are like the key things that you need to know about Kevin. Um, on the podcast, I don't really talk a lot about relationships, mainly because you have to know your scope and you have to know your niche or your niche, however you want to pronounce it. And relationships are way out of my scope, but I do think that they're interesting to talk about. And I do think, you know, this podcast is all about mindset and shifting your mindset. And part of that I think part of like if the one of the facets of life is relationships and I know that my mindset over the last couple of years around relationships have totally shifted Mm. and totally changed um which Kevin and I talked a little bit about I talk a lot both in public speaking engagements and in like personal coaching about relationships and um about shifting, shifting your mindset, you know, and, and, you know, helping people get really, really clear about what they want. But I think a huge part that we often miss is we're so focused on ourselves and what's going on in our own head, that it's hard for us to understand the other person that we're dealing with. And of course, that has a lot to do with a communication breakdown. You know, we're, we're terrible at communicating, especially especially when we're just starting to get to know someone and the texting is weird and we don't really know them. So we, we always under communicate rather than communicate sufficiently. And that just contributes to a whole host of problems. I mean, I remember you were saying something about a guy that, that you were texting with and, and, you know, the dynamic was just kind of off and then, um, and then he kind of blindsided you with something that, and you were like, whoa, wait, well, well, what is this about? This is not the way that I thought things were going down. Yeah. 
So what Kevin's getting at is what I was like, I cut myself off because I like didn't want to like jump in and make this all about me. Um, well, it was, is your podcast. <laughs> true, but I like it to be something like I want people to be able to have like takeaways from it. But okay. um, what I was saying, what I was thinking was, you know, when I was dating in my early 20s, it's very different than now that I'm dating and I'm still in my twenties, but I'm like in the weird, like middle, late twenties, like I'm 26. So I feel like I'm like the things that I liked when I was like 20, 21 are so different now that I'm older. The and things I, that you liked as in the, the men that you liked or the characteristics you liked. Yeah. Like the characteristics, like when I was 20, 21, I was like, Oh, I want guys who like, you know, are more fun and like easygoing. And like now that I'm older and I think now that I've started my own business and I've had, you know, I've built up my blog and Instagram and things like that. I'm like, not that those are like the only facets of my life, but I feel like it's such a huge part of my life that I want someone that's a little bit more, not serious. Cause I do like funny and goofy like times as well, but it just, it's different. Like the, I think, I, I think, I think serious someone's... about what they want is, I, I think there's a difference between being serious as a person mm -hmm. and being serious about your motivations. Yeah. Like I want someone who has a drive and like has motivations to like do what, like not do well in life and a monetary means, but just like has a sense of purpose and fulfillment and is like yes. searching for that or already has that. Yes. Um, is what's more valuable to me than like a guy who's like, yeah, like whatever, I'll just do whatever on the weekends. Like, you know, <laughs> that's not really my, like, I'm like, no, I have like a sense of purpose sometimes when I wake up on the weekends and, and work and stuff. So no things is, I think as you just, and I'm sure this isn't news to anyone. I'm sure anyone who's single knows that like your tastes, if you're healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally healthy, I'm sure your tastes have changed. Mm -hmm. um and who you want to date but yeah Kevin and I were talking because I was telling him that I'm a very independent type of person I like my alone time and I personally don't like clingy guys <laughs> mm. and so when a guy will tell me like oh I'm not into clingy girls I'm like okay perfect like this this makes sense because I'm not like that but then when I'm not like that and they're like I don't like clingy girls they cut and I I'm not the type of girl who's gonna like blow up your phone and text you 17 times because you didn't call me back or like didn't text me then they're like well why aren't you texting me or like they find that I'm emotionally what's the word disengaged I guess or di disconnected which mm -hmm. isn't the case I just prefer like I need my alone time for sure yeah okay sorry I don't want to cut you off but I want to make a couple clarifications from my perspective Okay, go for it. Okay, so the first thing is that we're, uh, I'm sorry, actually, why don't you go ahead and tell the rest of the story, and then I'll jump in. I feel like that was the end of the story. That was it. That, okay, so. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I didn't know if there was, you were going to talk about a, an example or something, but um, the first thing is, and, and, and people really, this is very important for people to understand there's a difference between being clingy slash needy and being capable of attachment so nobody wants someone who is clingy and needy because clingy and needy is codependent 
Right. Indian needy is emotionally unstable, is emotionally volatile, is you didn't pick up the phone, so I'm going to call you 17 times. And then when you pick up the phone, I'm going to blow up at you. Full disclosure, I had a lot of emotional issues in dating, and I used to be severely codependent, and I was that person. And it's not a good look. And it's not a good look when the woman is that way either. And so being clingy in that sense is not, you know, what people want. But being clingy in the sense of capable of attachment, being clingy in the sense of capable of emotional intimacy and closeness is what men, by and large, not all men are the same, of course, but what men want. And here's the thing. And let me just say this to all the ladies who are listening out there. Men will tell you that they want someone who is independent and they want someone who is not going to be texting them a lot and they don't want someone who's needy and all that stuff. That is complete bullshit. They want someone who is, in fact, capable of attachment. They want someone who is, in fact, capable of spending a lot of time together, communicating frequently being close, spending time, I already said that, spending time together. Men need that. And they like to seem like they don't need that. But the second you stop texting them back, or the second you show them that you actually need a lot of alone time, they freak out. They're like, what the hell is going on? Does she not like me anymore? And men, to, men love to play this game of seeming like they're macho and seeming like they don't need a woman and they're perfectly fine on their own. And I want to go to Vegas with my bros and I don't want to hear from my girlfriend for three days and whatever. But I'm telling you, and I'm telling all the women who are listening to this, the second that the guy goes to Vegas with his bros and he doesn't hear from his girlfriend, he is freaking out inside. Whether he, whether he admits it or not, his world is turned upside down. And what it goes to show, is this making sense so far? Yeah, it is. Okay. Men are actually a lot more needy than they seem. And again, I don't mean needy in the sense of emotionally unhealthy or maladaptive. I mean that men are a lot more needy in the sense that they need that communication. They need that feeling of being emotionally supported. They need that feeling of knowing that their girlfriend is available or their wife. They like to pretend that they don't, but that's just complete BS. Hmm. So. And there's nothing wrong with you, Brie, that you're more independent or you like more of your alone time or you don't want a guy to be texting you a lot while you're working and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with you. What you have to understand, though, is that, first of all, you're kind of a rare breed that you feel that way. And secondly, you need to find the yin to your yang. You need to find somebody who's going to balance that and who's going to push you a little bit closer to the more communicative side, to the more capable of attachment side. Because if you take two people who are super independent and really enjoy their alone time, how are they ever going to get to know each other? And if you take two people who are super needy and super over-communicative and super clingy to each other, it's just a mess and it implodes. Right. So there needs to be a balance and there needs to be a mutual understanding and respect of the other person's needs. So it starts with self-awareness in knowing what you want. For example, I need somebody who is a little bit more needy. I would go crazy if I was dating someone who is independent and like to spend a lot of time alone. That's just me. And I know that. And now I don't, 
I only seek out the women who I think have the personality characteristics that I'm looking for. But I also understand that I have to balance them out. I also have to understand that we have to complement each other, that I have to have weaknesses when they have strengths and that I have to have certain strengths where they have weaknesses. Right. No, that makes sense. I think for me, I mean, I was an only child. So a lot of the times I, I think that, I mean, I think that just comes like, that's just my natural element is to be totally self-sufficient. Yeah. Is to be totally self-sufficient. And I think that like, that's what I'm like, what I was kind of hinting at was like the financial or the I don't want to always say emotional because I do feel like I do have a part of me that like needs to be, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't want to say, yeah, I think nourished might be a better word. Um, like emotionally nourished more than like anything. Like, I don't know. I don't need someone like, like I, like I could not, I could not date like a guy who, like I was saying, who would like blow up my phone or like text me. But I also am really good about communicating that to people, to guys that I do date. I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to text you back, you know, within an hour or like two hours, because if I'm working, if I'm doing a podcast, like right now, like for probably the next, what hour and a half, two hours, I'm not on my phone. I'm not going to be texting. Like that's rude. Um, or if I'm in meetings or, you know, I, I don't have that bandwidth to like be yes, emotionally and it, and it's, engaged. It's perfectly, and it's perfectly fine that that's the way that you are. But I think two things. I think first of all, you, you're doing the right thing in communicating that to someone and you need to find someone who's cool with that. Right. right. Me, not that I don't think you're beautiful and wonderful, but me, I couldn't date you because that, that shit would drive me up the wall. <laughs> But, like, that's literally, like, most guys, like, they'll say, I'm totally cool with that. And then when it actually comes down to the actual, like, me not responding to them, then they haven't, then it becomes, like, a, it's literally men pout. Like, I've never, like, I'm, like, are you, are you two years old? Like, I don't see <laughs> in my head. I'm, like, you're pouting like a two-year-old right now. <laughs> like, yeah, they do. And that's why I'm here to, to dispel <laughs> this myth about, like, how emotionally independent and detached men are, they like to act that way, but they're really not. They pout. And you know what? I have no problem admitting that I'm that way because as I said, it starts with self-awareness. It starts with the ability to know that that's the way that I am. Again, not when it's maladaptive, not when it's psychologically damaging, not when right. it's right, right, right. For that shit, you need to go to therapy, you know? Right. But just your general nature, like that's how a lot of men are. I think that's how the, most men are, even though they don't like to act like it. And it starts with being able to admit that to yourself and ask yourself, okay, me, Kevin, the way that I am, what I need from a woman, how I need to be emotionally nourished, am I actually capable of dating Brie? Like, I think she's great. She has all the things on paper, but that's the way she is. It's not my responsibility to change her. And it's also not right of me to make her feel bad when she doesn't meet my emotional needs. So then that's my opportunity to say, you know what, Brie, I think you're great. But it's, you know, we're looking for different things or we operate on a different wavelength. Right. And so I know it's frustrating for you that guys will tell you, oh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, you do you, babe. Like, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine. And then they're not. And then they pout. So that's where your challenge is 
both understanding yourself, which you do, but also really understanding the person sitting across from you at the table. I mean, if yeah. a guy is telling you that he's totally a-okay with that and trying to act like all cool about it, you know, cool as a cucumber, but inside he's really freaking out, that's not the person for you. No, because I feel like you have to, like you were saying, it has to, it has to do with self-awareness. And if that's not something you're cool with, then like, tell me. Like, if you're not okay with that, then I, but you're going to say you're fine, but you're not fine. Like, why is, like, I don't like when someone like then makes that, it makes me feel like it became my problem when it's like, no, you just weren't honest about how you actually felt. It's only your problem if you didn't communicate it in the first place. Right. But right. if you lay it out and you say, look, this is the way that I am. This is my schedule. This is how I feel about responding. This is my communication style. I'm, I take longer to warm up or whatever it may be about you. If you communicate that and the other person puts on a facade and acts like that's fine and then makes it your problem, then yeah, that's their problem. Like I think for me in the times that like dating a guy has worked is when I find someone who's like equally as... I don't want to say busy because I feel like that's just like and has a negative connotation, but like has an equal amount of like things going on that like they have to tend to. I don't mm. like being, it makes me very, very, very uncomfortable when I'm like, like someone, like a guy is making, like the attention is all on me. Mm. Like that makes me very uncomfortable. I'm like, you need to have your own stuff. Like I can't be, <laughs> Yeah, I can't be like I'm in the spotlight. I'm the polar opposite. And again, although guys don't like to admit this, I speak for a lot of guys when I say this. I'm, I, that would drive me nuts. I can't be with someone who is too busy or has too many things going on. Not that I want like a housewife who's just sitting around all day. Like, no, right. I want her to be smart. I want her to have a career. I want her to do things that fulfill her and stuff like that. But, you know, I need, I need to be this, like the center of attention. Like I, I need that. I need to have that responsiveness. I need to have that emotional availability. If I don't, it just drives me crazy. Hmm. I also think, and maybe we'll agree on this, um, is this like, I'm over, I'm like qu quality over quantity type of thing. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like if I, if like me, there's seven days out of a week and I can only hang out with a guy like three or four times mm -hmm. and, but it's like good quality time. Like we're not on our phones. We're not working. Like we're just together. That to me means way more than like spending seven days a week with a guy. Well, it's important that you know that. And it's important that you find someone who feels the same way and is on the same page about that. Yeah. But I want to flip the script a little bit because we've been talking about you and how you're a little bit more on the independent side and, and a little bit more kind of. Yeah. I feel like I'm not, not, a, not a lot of women are like this. So. <laughs> yeah. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit to the women out there who might feel a little bit more needy or might feel like they need a little more attention or they need a little more emotional nurturing, as you said, it's, very, very important, and I talk to a lot of women about this in, the, in my practice, that they not try to change that. Women are always telling me, I don't want to text this. I don't want to say this because it's going to make me come across as this. I'm going to seem needy. I'm going to seem clingy. I'm going to seem too blunt. I don't want to put all my feelings out on the table because that scares guys and stuff like that. Okay. No, it doesn't. The, if, if, you, if that's your nature, 
you need to be completely transparent and upfront. First of all, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being that way. As I said, I'm a man. I'm not a woman. I'm a man, but I'm, you know, that's how I am. And there's nothing wrong with it. I have a little bit more of a female energy when it comes to relationships. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Secondly, the second that you try to change the way that you communicate, when you try to go home and change the amount of time you want to spend with your partner, where you try to change how you're texting or how you come across, you're being disingenuous and your anxiety is going to soar through the roof because you're not acting how you truly are. And third, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, you're actually doing it right because that's what guys want. That's what guys actually enjoy at the end of the day. That's what guys actually need in order to feel connected at the end of the day. So right. for the women out there who do feel that way, don't change yourself. Don't change the way you communicate or present. There's nothing wrong with you. And that is actually going to be successful, a successful tactic for your relationship because men really need that by and large. Some men are different, of course. Right. So uh, let's touch touch on texting because this is like such a message come through loud and clear i think so do you even though you're not that way do you get what i'm saying can you put yourself in those shoes well no i mean i feel like when i was in my early 20s that's how i was i would be i mean granted i still kind of am like i'll text my girlfriends like should i say this like what should i say back to that every girl does that (laughs) your annoying girl voice is so funny (laughs) but it's it's funny because it's like my actual voice but i just sound more nasally (laughs) can i say this can i do that um but yeah it's just my normal voice (laughs) just more nasally um no i think think there was a time and there sometimes still is times where i'm like oh, am I going to come across like super bitchy or blunt or aggressive um, or more of like the things that I worry about not being like super clingy. But I also think that it's important to realize that like you just have to, like you are who you are. And if you're trying to change who you are in order to be in a relationship, the relationship's never going to work. Because I think you can only you know, put that mask on for so long until like the real you actually comes through. And I think that that's just like when resentment just breathes itself is when you're like trying to fit into a mold of what you think a guy, what you think that guy likes or what he tells you he likes. Um, Yeah. So the way that I think about it to go off of what you're saying is don't change who you are, change who you date or change who you seek. The, I think the more nuanced version of, of the point that I'm trying to get at is understand who's going to jive with you. Like, don't change you are, who you are. If, you're, if you just come across as a little bit more blunt and bitchy or however you want to say it, and you're comfortable with that, and that's who you are, don't change that. But you need to, if you're dealing with somebody who's more sensitive, like if you're dealing with someone who needs more communication, who needs more time together, you just need to understand, Brie, like don't, don't try to make it work with that person because that's fitting an apple into an orange hole. It's trying to, right. it's trying to contrive something that's not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good about setting boundaries um, with guys that I date. Like this is like, I like to set boundaries just kind of like. But I'm not talking about setting boundaries because that's already in the dating 
process. I'm talking about when you're getting to know someone, understand what their nature is and if that and whether or not that reinforces your nature. Mm. Okay. That's different. Once you're already dating someone, you can set the boundaries that you feel are appropriate. But from the get-go, for example, you know, I I just can't date a woman who is you know, a top executive lawyer who works like 70 hours a week, right? Right. Because, because that, that person, she's working all the time. Like that's where she's at in her life. That's what her focus is. That's, that's amazing for her. But, you know, I, I just don't go after people like that because now I understand that their nature as a person is not going to reinforce and support and understand mine. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's why I'm saying, like, I think I need to match with someone who is at the same, I don't want to say level, but like, like you were just saying, like matches that the nature of, of what I'm, of what I want. Yeah. What were you going to say about texting? Okay. Yeah. Texting. So, oh, now I lost my train of thought. So texting, um, what was I going to say about it? Oh, um, but texting, I think, is a huge thing because that is how we communicate these days. Like, I think when you're first starting to get to know someone, it's not it's not all about like the in person, but also texting. Like, I which I think is so weird if you like really think about it, um, because weird. it leaves so much room for ambiguity. Like, you never know. Like, someone could say like the whole thing with like okay or the letter K, <laughs> period, like K, letter K, period. Like it could be interpreted so many different ways. And um, I'm so sensitive to that. Oh, really? See, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm like an, like I just typed the word okay. Oh, never, never to a guy, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> no well, more I, of that. <laughs> what if you're like what if he's like i'm on my way i can't say okay or should i be like okay smiley face like yes okay and and <laughs> and here's why no 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 i mean look don't change you who you are because that's that's the um you know but this podcast has changed your mindset it's changed your perspective it's not change who you are right right okay it's unfortunate that texting is is the language we use that it's you can't get verbal cues you can't get tone you can't get right, body exactly. language right exactly right so you can argue with the you 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 can say that it shouldn't be that way but you but that's the way it is so as long as that's the way it is as long as that is the mode of communication that we are using to get our messages across then how you craft your message is very important and if you want to drive a man absolutely batshit crazy and make him want to jump off a bridge, then just write K. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, no, guys are even worse. Guys can be worse, though. Like, you could send them. I've done this before. Well, like, and this is when I get a little crazy, is if I do send, like, a paragraph about why I'm upset, and the guy picks, like, the one random thing in the middle of the paragraph to respond to, and it's like, what about the other 19 things that I just sent you? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I'm like, you need, I don't think that that's right either. I don't think that that's right either. And I think that, again, you can take issue with the fact that we communicate over text, but as long as we are communicating over text, then I think that it's incumbent upon the man 
to learn how to communicate, to learn how to listen, to learn to understand what the woman is saying to him and not just pick out that one random thing because that makes you feel so invalidated. Yeah. Well, it just makes me feel like I'm not being heard. Yes, exactly. And there's no worse feeling. You're pouring your heart out to somebody, trying to tell them what's on your mind, and they respond with, okay, or they respond with, yeah, I get it. Or the one random thing in like the other, in the middle of the other 20 things you said, I think that that's criminal. Well, yeah. I mean, I got, if a guy was like texting me some like long paragraph and I wouldn't respond with, okay, I'm not a monster. But I mean, if a guy is like, I want Chinese for dinner or like, I'm on my way, I'm going to just like, I don't like, okay. (laughs) I'm not going to have like a full on, like, you know, 10 emojis. Um, Well, come on. I mean, I want Chinese food from dinner for dinner is very different from, Hey, I had a great time last night. I'd really love to take you out again. Oh yeah. I'm not a sociopath, like (laughs) of emotions. (laughs) No, I, I know that. I know that. But, but look, the point is, my general rule for dating when it comes to texting is over-communicate. My general rule is use more words, not less. Use more emojis, not less. And my general rule is respond faster. Hmm. Well, okay, I want to talk about this really quick. Um, Bumble, the dating okay. app. Oh, my God. You mean the app that I got completely catfished on? oh my gosh yeah we need to I still need to hear that story I know you did a podcast about it but I really want to hear it um but I okay so I was on Bumble like god like two or three years ago and Mm -hmm. it really made me respect men way more because and if you don't know what the bump what the Bumble app is it's where the guy you match like the girls match with guys and if they match with you the girl is the one who has to send the first message. The guy can't message you until you message him. And it made me, the reason why it made me respect men is I was like, this is so hard. I didn't know what to say. Like yes, if I matched with a guy, hard. I was like, oh, like now I understand what it's like for a guy when they are like, how do I talk to girls? How do I approach girls? Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, you know, I'd like to think I'm funny. Um, like, can you have like a good conversation when someone initiate, when a guy initiates that conversation with me, especially if it's like in a flirtatious, playful way, right? I feel like I'm very witty, but like, I'm not witty when I'm the one who has to make that first move. I'm like, Oh, this is difficult. I don't even think I stayed on the app for like more than a week because I was like, this is too hard. <laughs> it's very difficult. It's very intimidating trying to figure out what to say. Is this creepy? Is this too forward? Is this witty? Is this funny enough? So So how like if a girl if a girl's on an app like Bumble, how should she mm-hmm. approach a guy? Like what do guy like how do guys like to flirt? Well, it's hard for me to say this because I don't want to tell women what to do. I don't want to tell them to change their nature or change the way that they feel. I don't want to, you know, I'm not one of these dudes who's like, 10 tips to get the guy to fall for you on Bumble, you know? Right, right, right. But like, even just in texting, like if a guy, like I hate when guys give me their numbers. I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to text you. Take my number. That's so boyish. What? It's so boyish when a guy gives out his number. No. Yeah. I've like never texted a guy who's given me his number. Like, unless, you know, you're like Mark Ruffalo or someone. (laughs) 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 But, um, 
yeah, like I'd like what even if it's not on Bumble, but like what if a girl like wants to text a guy or something? Okay, a few things. One, there's nothing sexier than a woman who initiates. There is nothing that makes me happier or turns me on more where when I'm I'm going about my day and let's say I've been texting with a girl or I've been on a few dates with a girl or whatever and she sends me a text and just says, hey, how's your day going? Or I'm thinking of you or, or you know, I just saw this funny thing. It reminded me of you or whatever. So it's, don't be afraid to do that because it's, it's an amazing break for men. Men feel a lot of pressure that they always have to be the one to initiate and they never know what to say and they never know what's too much or too little. So I think if you really, you know, I think that, that an amazing thing that you can do for the guy that you're saying, for the guy that you're seeing or talking to is be the one to initiate. What about now, double texting? What is that? Like if, a, <laughs> this is so like funny to talk about, like um, a double texting, like if you text a guy and he doesn't respond, can you like text him again? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm always like, if I, if I text a guy and he doesn't respond, I'm not going to like try again. (laughs) But I also think I'm like, that's not an unfair thing because I'm pretty sure guys do that all the, like get rid, like, I don't want to say it's rejection, but in a way it kind of feels like it. It's ridiculous. Brie, text a, text a guy as, as often or as little as you want. You have to be authentic. Is first of all, it's rude not to respond, right? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm, my coaching is not about dancing around the other person, right? My coaching is not about changing the way that you act to try to fit the social norms of like, there should be no double bubble. Like, fuck all that. <laughs> my, my coaching is about what's respectful, what's polite, and what's affectionate, and what builds connections. If you want to hear from a guy and he hasn't responded to you in like 12 hours and it's, you know, you feel slighted by it, send him another text. Like, who cares? In the grand scheme of things, whether you wrote him one text or you wrote him four texts, it comes up as one message or four messages. Who cares? The point is that you are reaching out because you're trying to create an authentic connection. And by the way, I tell guys the same thing all the time. Guys are always like, oh, I can't respond for three hours because that makes me seem like I have nothing to do. It's like, dude, you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> like, yeah, you have nothing to do. Text. See, I don't. Her. Yeah, Respond. I'm not the type of girl who like doesn't text back like out of the sake of like, I'm going to wait 10 minutes. or I'm going to wait an hour. Usually if I text you back like three hours later, it's because that's like the first time that I can actually respond to your text. Right. And for some and like, as I said earlier, that's something that would drive me crazy and and you know, would just make me a little bit anxious because that's just the way I am. Not saying other people should be that way or it's, you know, what you do is objectionable or or anything like that. But there are a lot of people, men and women, who think, oh, I can't text for X amount of time because then it's going to make me seem some way. Then it's going to make me come across as needy or not busy enough or whatever. And what I say to that is, again, you're trying to act like someone you're not. Like, you saw the text message. Maybe you don't have your red receipts on or whatever, but I know you read the message. I know that you're sitting right there next to your phone, whether this is a guy or it's a girl. 
write back. If you want to, we need to simplify it. If you want to talk to the person, talk to them, communicate with them. If you don't want to see the person anymore, that's okay. You're entitled to that. Communicate it to them. If you're feeling a certain way, don't keep it to yourself. Communicate it to them. If you are someone who's a little bit more needy and needs a little more emotional attention and affection, that's okay. Find someone whose nature reinforces yours. I think that the worst disservice we can do to ourselves and to the person that we're seeing is trying to come across as something we're not and trying to play mind games to make the other person perceive us in a certain way. Right. That's what I'm trying to get people to stop doing. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, it, like I said, I think it just it gives a more authentic approach to relationships and to dating is to kind of like forget these quote social norms of dating. We we have to forget them. We have to move on from them. We have to move on from the social mor- norms, and we have to move towards respect, kindness, and building emotional connections. Look, the most success that I've ever had with women, like the best girlfriends that I've had, the best dating interactions that I've, I've had, you know, the, the best times that it's ever been have been when from the very get-go, I was 100% transparent about what I'm looking for, who I am, and what I want. I would respond as soon as I could respond, which is usually pretty quick because I keep my phone near me. If something was bothering me, I would say it. I was in tune with how I was feeling. I would say it. I never tried to be someone that I wasn't. And girls were floored by that because they're so used to dealing with these fuckboys who try to act like they're so macho and they're so cool and, you know, they don't need this and they don't need that and blah, blah, blah. That as soon as you get someone who's actually real and authentic about what they need, who they are, and what they're willing to provide, it's like such a breath of fresh air. And that's why I was saying that it's, it's such an amazing feeling when a girl texts me first because it's such a breath of fresh air that she's not afraid to take that initiative. That just for one hour of the day, I don't have to be the one to come up with something that is cool or witty or flirtatious to say, you know? Right. What about, this is like always the hardest thing for me, um, breaking up or breaking it off with someone that you're talking to or dating. I'm like the worst with this. I don't, I don't even know how to like, I can't even formulate like words. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard for you because you have about 10 guys a day you have to turn down. <laughs> I wish that was the, I get like creepy pervy dudes in my DMs all day long and I. Wait, you do? Oh yeah. It's just, it's horrible. I like, 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 well, some of them are pretty direct. They'll be like, can I, like, they want me to send them nudes and like, I mean, this is just like, I'm like, is this the norm now? Like, I mean, I'm not judging women who do send pictures like that. Like you do you, whatever you want. But for me, I'm like, I am. What? I'm judging the dudes who ask for that, and I'm judging the, du- the girls who send that. <laughs> I just, I, I'm like, have we not seen, like, what happens when that goes south and, like, yeah. your picture ends up on the internet? Like, I don't know. Maybe I just, like, I'm like, I have a business to protect. I can't have, like, my, like, pictures yeah. out on the internet for, like, everyone to see. 
Okay, so aside from creepy dudes on Instagram, yes. why why you were saying that you're terrible at at kind of ending things or telling someone you're generally not interested or right? Yeah, yeah. I think like I mean I've only had to like dump a guy I think like two or three times. Um, not saying that it was easier, but I feel like it was like a like something there was a in, there was usually there usually there was an incident that happened that made it like very easy for me to walk away but i think like when you're talking to someone and you're just getting to know someone and you like kind of what you were saying like those red flags like how you like, like when girls are certain ways and if it, if it was like me like i probably would not be the type of girl that you could date so how do you <laughs> break how do you break that off well um, a big part of it has to do with time. I mean, if you've been seeing someone for two weeks versus two months versus a year, obviously, you know, that's going to dictate the difficulty of that situation and, and how you have to navigate it. But here's my general rule of thumb um, and, and what I generally tell people. I come back to over-communicate rather than under-communicate. And I think that if you have to tell someone that you are just, you know, you're not feeling it anymore, you want to move on. The best way is not to text them, but to pick up the phone. If you can see them, that's ideal. But the best way is to pick up the phone and to say, hey, look, I wanted you to know that it's been a pleasure getting to know you. And for the short term, I see that we have a connection. But for the long term, there are some things that make me a little bit concerned or uncomfortable and I just don't think that we're a match or for the long term I think that we are looking for different things right you don't want to make it as if there is something wrong with them that's what I was just gonna say like don't be a dick not you but just like women and and guys don't be a dick exactly I think that there's a way to couch it as in I see that we're connecting and I've had a great time getting to know you and that works for right now but but planning ahead I'm, I'm not seeing that we're a match or planning ahead. I'm not seeing that we're on the same page about certain things. To, to be honest, most of the time, if I cut it off with a girl, it's because we don't have similar values, but I don't need to napalm her with that, you know? But like, I think what I mean by that is like, I've br- very briefly dated someone who he like wanted to get married and have kids like the next day and I was like Mm. whoa I'm not like that is not what I'm looking for at the time I was like 22 Uh, and so I was like that like "Mm, it's not what I want at all um or if he he, I dated a guy who was very religious not that there's anything wrong with being religious I'm just I'm like religious I'm like a bad catholic like I only go to church like on Christmas and Easter and Ash Wednesday um and he was like his dad was a pastor it was like there was like very different so what so i think what you're talking about and this is good vernacular to have in your wheelhouse is that you guys are looking for different things not necessarily that you have different values or that there's something wrong with his values or whatever but that first guy was looking to get married right away and you're not the other guy is probably better suited with someone who's more religious and you're not so I think, yeah. that, I think that, that communicating in a way that makes the other people, the other person feel valued, but also that you're doing both of you a favor by not continuing this because you're on different pages is the best way to approach it. Now, 
I just want to quickly address how do you know when someone's wrong for you? Because God knows I've yeah. stayed in dating situations for way too long, way longer than I should have. Right. You know, and I just kind of let time and circumstance drag it out until finally I was like, okay, this shit can't continue. I think the best thing is Maya Angela once said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Oh my God. I literally just used that quote the other day. Like okay. I think yesterday. Okay. That's I'm I'm glad I'm glad you've come across that already. And and what that really speaks the way I apply that to dating is don't be an idiot. Pay attention to the red flags, right? Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, at the very least, pay attention to the yellow flags. Like you don't want to go into it avoiding everything because you're like red flag, red flag. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like you want to have an open mind, but at the very least be like, mm, okay, I witness that there are certain things that make me uncomfortable. At the very least take stock of what could be a yellow or a red flag. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that you have to have the strength and this comes, you know, this is a little bit more hard to develop, but you have to have, to have the strength to listen to and believe and trust your intuition. If your intuition, if you're hanging out with someone and for whatever reason, the dynamic of your interaction or your relationship or the things you learn about them makes you uncomfortable or makes you anxious, you don't need any other reason to leave. Your intuition is telling you that there is something about that person or what they do or their values that just makes you anxious, that is just not a right match for you. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, men and women both, that your strongest asset is your ability to listen to and act on your gut. You don't need to sit there and think about it for 15 hours and try to analyze, well, it's all perfect on paper and it should be this and it should be that and we've already built this and we've already built that, so I should stay. If your gut is telling you that something is not right, you need to have the strength to listen to it and to act on it. And if you pay attention to those red and yellow flags, then your gut will tell you if it's right or not sooner rather than later. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, I have like a set of deal breakers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm, nope, like it doesn't. And that's usually determined by a red flag. Like I'm like, they should, like exactly what you were said, like when someone, sh- or my Angelou said, like when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times, again, I don't want to like get too far off, but I think like with, I think people, men's actions speak a lot, this is so cliche, men's actions speak a lot louder than their words do. So like I don't always listen to what they say, but what they do. Right, right, yeah. I think that's a great rule of thumb, you know, and you don't want to be skeptical about like everything that a person says, like you don't want to be, you know, full of mistrust because that's, that's just not, yeah, a good way, oh, yeah, no. you know, cynical or whatever, but you, you have to pay attention. Do their words line up with their actions? Do their actions line up with their values? Is everything in line? You know, does, is everything part of this composite coherent picture or are, you, are they telling you one thing, doing another, acting another? You know what I'm saying? Everything's right. all over the place. For me, a really good judge of character. Um, and I don't like to say that I test guys because I don't think this that's like, it's not testing. But I always look at the way 
men treat um like the wait staff like if we go uh, to a restaurant that is so funny i thought you were gonna say something else i thought you were gonna say, like, say mothers the way men treat my mother mm-hmm. and i was gonna say no look at the way that they treat waiters <laughs> yeah no 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 i that's my that's like that's a deal breaker for me if a guy is rude to a waiter or a concierge or a valet i'm like nope not gonna do it because i just i believe like people like the the man that i'm meant to be with is going to treat people equally yeah and so i think that that's really really important and not like i mean if they get an order wrong or whatever i'm not saying like a guy can't be like oh this is wrong (laughs) like you know but but i mean like that has to be done in a polite way but yeah that's like a huge deal breaker for me that that's that's a huge thing i was or even uber drivers even for friends like if i have friends that are rude to uber drivers or like anyone i'm like i don't want to be associated with you because i don't want my food to get spit in (laughs) Um. (laughs) yeah no that's a huge thing to pay attention yeah yeah i was i was just gonna quickly say i was talking to someone the other day who unfortunately was going through a divorce um uh this woman a friend of mine and I was kind of asking her questions about why they were divorcing and, and what was going on. And, and I said, well, how was this guy with you in, in your marriage? And she said he was volatile and he was aggressive and, you know, he wasn't sensitive and, and he would lash out and had a bad temper. And I said, okay, how is he in business? Oh, in business, he's an alpha. He's a tycoon. He yells at everyone. He bosses everyone around. Okay, uh, how is he in restaurants? Oh, he has a very short temper. If, he, if, if things go wrong, not his way, he's a control freak. So I'm like, okay, you've seen this person act a certain way in every situation. Why would you think it would be any different in your marriage? And that's an example of someone, not that it's, of course, her fault. Like, it's, it's not about fault or blame, but that's an example of someone who ignored all of the red flags and then they came through in her marriage. And now, unfortunately, she has to deal with the aftermath of that. Yeah. I don't believe people treat anyone differently whether they're in business with each other or not. Like I think like exactly what you said, like it's a, how people treat other people is exactly how they're going to treat you. Yeah. Regardless of who you are. Yeah. And like in my business and in my, you know, in, in my, my business affairs and making money and stuff like that, I'm extremely gentle. I'm extremely patient. I'm extremely kind. I'm not one of these dudes who's like super competitive and I got to beat out everyone else. You know, that's the way that I am with, with women, the way that I am in business, the way that I am with the wait staff, to use your example, you know, that because I'm, I'm self-aware. That's how I am. And I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to pretend like I act a certain way in business that's different from the way that I act with my wife or girlfriend. Exactly. So closing things off, where can people find you? What is your YouTube channel, your Instagram? I'll have all of his links in the episode description, but. Thank you. Um, so my Instagram is my name, Kevin Nahai. Uh, it's N as in Nancy, A-H-A-I. And my YouTube is youtube.com slash Kevin Nahai. Uh, it's called um, The Other Side, right? Yeah, my YouTube channel is called The Other Side. The URL is youtube.com slash Kevin Nahai. But Perfect. you can just type in Kevin Nahai Other Side or whatever into YouTube and you'll find it. Um, awesome. And then if you go on my Instagram, it's a business account. So you can click, uh, like, I think there's a feature where you can click call or email. Mm-hmm. And you can email me or text me or whatever. Yeah, and your Kevin's going to come back 
the week I already have this. I was going to tell Kevin afterwards, but um, he's going to be back the week of Valentine's Day on February 12th of 2019. So Valentine's Day is a Thursday. Great. So he'll be back then. I can't wait, Bree. Thank you for having me on.